Hello everyone, this is Tom Fox. Megan has been on me to take a look at some other sci-fi series. So she has prevailed and we will take up the 11 episodes, I think, of Firefly. It's a little bit different than uh, anything we've done before. Certainly not MCU, Star Trek, Star Wars, or any of those classic science fiction shows. But we're going to give it a shot. It is uh, Western in Space. So I'm really excited to do this series with her. So, day episode seven, Jamestown. In this episode, we find the Serenity landing on a planet to meet a contact. Although Jane Cobb insists he is wanted there by the authorities for some prior action, the crew is dumbfounded to learn that the locals revere Jane as a folk hero. Mal attempts to use Jane's status as a distraction to move smuggled goods across town. However, the magistrate, Mr. Higgins, releases Jane's former accomplice, one Stitch Hessian, whom Jane abandoned years ago during a botched robbery and now seeks revenge on Jane by murdering him. Stitch publicly confronts Jane, revealing to the townspeople what they believe is false. Stitch shoots, but a villager jumps in front of Jane and is killed. Jane kills Stitch and urges the townspeople to stop viewing him as a hero. Serenity is landlocked by Higgins' order to capture Jane, yet Higgins' 26-year-old son, who is encouraged by Inara, who has taken his virginity in a very elaborate companion ceremony, to stand up for himself as paid for by Higgins. And he unlocks the ship and the Serenity departs from the planet. Today, Episode 8, Out of Gas. Today's story begins with the entire entourage in the mess eating uh, a big family-style meal, and it turns out to be the doctor's birthday, and Kaylee has baked him a birthday cake. Just as they're about to eat the cake, an explosion in the engine room leaves the Serenity with uh, the engine and the life support and all backup out of commission. With only a few hours of oxygen left, Mal has the crew leave in two shuttles where, while he remains aboard in hopes to contact a passing ship. In a series of flashbacks, Mal convinces Joey, Jane, Anira, and Kaylee to join his crew. The scenes jump back and forth in flashbacks. In the present, Mal can hail a ship and secure the part he needs but in doing so, he is shot by a crew member of the other ship who's trying to steal the Serenity. Mal manages to get the borders off and get the new part in place uh, to get the engines going, and the, the shuttle people on the shuttles come back to the Serenity just in time to save Mal's life. This episode is very different with the flashbacks but you do get the origin stories of everyone, and that is uh, very, very interesting on their backstories. And then, of course, the entire story of whether the captain should go down with a ship. And now, Megan Doherty joins us. 
Megan, this was a very different episode, both in terms of style and of the story. So where do you want to begin? Because we can't begin at the beginning. <laughs> Not exactly the beginning. We can, I think, maybe start where the timeline opens up, which was a really lovely family-type scene where the crew's all together, they're eating dinner, and it is Simon's birthday, and a cake has been made, and they're all celebrating. And it's just this kind of wonderful, warm, happy moment of all these people from different paths in life who've come together and made this one kind of working family unit and all having a, a great time together before disaster strikes. <laughs> and boy, does disaster strike. <laughs> The engine fails, and there is a huge fireball that blasts through the entire ship. And this fireball, first of all, a river senses it. Mm -hmm. And we have previously seen her have ESP or insight or special gifts. But here, she actually sensed the fireball before it formed up, shot out. And Zoe, uh, I think, did she knock down River? I think, yeah, she pushed the river, river out of the way. Pushed River out of the way, and then is horribly burned. And they have to open the ship to eject the fireball, which, of course, causes a loss in pressure and loss of oxygen. The engine stopping the auxiliary power has also failed, and so they've lost their ability to generate oxygen, and it's only a matter of time before... Anyone on board is going to die. So they have to go into... Worst thing that can happen in space. I would have said to be shot out, the alien, but (laughs) that would be worse. But this would be fast. That'd be fast. But this is interspaced with the origin story of the Serenity and the crew of the Serenity. So what do you want to tell us about that? (laughs) Why don't we go through the different backstories? And I'd love to hear your impressions on some of them and... I think the first one we got was when Mal and Zoe were first viewing Serenity. They were checking it out, walking in it through the first time, and you could tell Mal was in love with the ship. And I, it seemed what I imagined getting the first car is for a lot of teenagers. Just, this is freedom. This is going to be absolutely everything to us. And Zoe is soundly unimpressed, but willing to go along with it. <laughs> <laughs> the much more practical female. And so, yes, they look at the Serenity. It's a hunk of junk. But, of course, Mal can see way past that. And it will be his hunk of junk. And it will allow him to get to where he wants to go. Mal is not just less than enthusiastic. I think she's a little less than believable on this point. But we also get to see how the crew is created. And that was equally interesting and fun for me. I think the next crew member we got to see come aboard was Wash, the pilot, with the most epic mustache (laughs) witnessed, possibly in the verse. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) Yes. Now, as we now know, he and Zoe are married, but they're not at this point. And what did you think of Zoe's reaction? Totally fair, based on that stash. (laughs) Okay. No, I think it was a fun little side because Zoe's just very much, he just bothers me. (laughs) He bothers me. You know, no good reasons. And it's, okay, that's the kind of setup that's obviously going to lead to a burningly passionate romance. I thought it was pretty cute. And let me just say, neither one of them can keep their hands off each other. Oh, um, I know. They're just the best couple. They're the best. so sweet. But we also get Zoe's, excuse me, Jane's origin story. And although <laughs> that was as high comedy as I've seen on this series, it was just hilarious. And it was perfectly in character. Oh, 
so in character and just what a great straight man is Zoe during that kind of thing just picking up off Mal's improv and they've all got guns pointed on them Jane is one of the brigands who's trying to shake them down and they're just like you get paid only 7% Zoe I pay you too much (laughs) you don't have your own room (laughs) he went for it he was a man for sale he's never made any bones about that I'm not sure if the pay rise or his own room it was the prophecy I think that really did it. How big a room? How big a room? Yeah. And so that was, and whatever we have described on this podcast, it is pales beside the absolute humor and deadpan lines that went back and forth (laughs) in this scene. And it was just hilarious. But we also also, get Kaylee's origin story. Apparently, engines turn her on. And, and she was not the first mechanic who came aboard, Serenity. No. So, And so we have a mechanic who walks around with his shirt off. And so at one point, Mal and Zoe come back, and he is in flagro, delecto, with Kaylee. <laughs> and Mal, one, chastises him for bringing a non-crew member on, but also because he hasn't gotten the ship ready to go. And... Kaylee tells them what is wrong with it. And fixes it. (laughs) And here's the part that I liked. Oh, yeah, I saw that when I was on my back. (laughs) Oh, I can tell this is a spiritual experience for her. Um, (laughs) I I want to address that for a little second, though, because I absolutely (laughs) love this about her character. It's not very often in television or movies ever, and not just like back 20 years ago when this was made, where you get a, a female character who's like super horny all the time, and acts on it and talks about it and is also good at other things. And it's not the whole focus of her personality. Everyone's just like, eh, that's the thing about Kaylee. And that's awesome as a character. Like, it's just part of who she is. And it's not a big deal. I really like that. I thought it was a great presentation. And I like that she has a type and that type is pretty. Who cares what's going on between the ears as long as he's pretty? <laughs> I think that's great, too. Could be I a like dumb mechanic. Men... Could be a doctor. As long as he's got a pretty face. <laughs> yeah. I like my men big and dumb. Yep. She likes them smart, too. She just likes them pretty. <laughs> That's right. But she really reveals herself to be a mechanical whiz. But then Mal offers her a job. But then she says, I have to go talk to my parents. And in the literature and the articles I read, it suggested she was just going to finish up her affairs at home. But I really heard her say, I have to go ask my dad for permission. Did you get that sense at all? A little bit. I assume she worked for him. She's right. Like, at least have to give some kind of notice. And I think she doesn't seem like the kind of per- pe- person who would leave her family in the lurch if she was really needed. So I felt like it was more asking, hey, can you spare me? Or will it be a problem if I go? Mm. I assume they're probably pretty happy to get rid of another mouth to feed if the economy's that bad. But like, I, fe- I thought it was more of a, no, I'm going to do the courteous thing and make sure my family doesn't need me before I go off on this adventure. I, I didn't see it as a permission thing. I saw it as a, I love my family. Okay, so that gets us to the crew. Of course, we. Anara. Oh, yes, Anara. (laughs) So here's where this confused me a bit because up until this episode, I had thought there was a history between these two. I thought in this episode, they came together on the Serenity as a purely business transaction. She needed a ride, and he needed. Not only a paying passenger, but he actually needed her. 
the companion because of what she brings and what she brought. Her negotiation we even saw that in the flawless. prior episode. Yeah. Any real thoughts on, did I misinterpret that? Or have I misinterpreted all along that they were, <laughs> there's something else going on or some something in their past together? Oh, I think there's definitely something going on, but I don't think it's from their past. I think they met when Anara decided to rent the shuttle at a quarter less than his acting price. And yeah, and it's, there, there was just so much chemistry between them. I think there was an immediate attraction, just barely disguised by what I think is also a genuine distaste for each other. I think they're very much in love with each other in spite of who the other is rather than because of very Han and Leia in Empire Strikes Back. But, yeah, no, I thought it was a really fun way to bring it aboard, and I really like the way they set Inara up from the beginning of the backstory as, no, she's the most legitimate person on this vessel. She's absolutely the one who's got the moral authority, the respectable authority, the financial authority in the relationship. I thought it was all really interestingly done. Yes. So we've now gone through most of the backstory. There's one I'm going to save for the end. Okay. But now we have to go forward. And the much, much uh, less fun. some really difficult scenes between Mal and Wash, Walsh, because Mal wants him up on the bridge trying to do something, and he wants to be with his wife. He gets him up to the bridge, and Mal makes the decision he's going to evacuate the crew on the two shuttles. He's going to take it up from there. Yeah, and that's a decision no one is happy about. Really. No one wants to abandon Serenity. No one wants to abandon Mal when he makes it clear that he's not going anyway because four people do a shuttle. Apparently that's what their limit is. He lays down the law, as is his right as the captain, and everyone is divided onto the two shuttles and ejected out into space. Kind of divided by purpose. So they've got certain people in each one to... The doctor has to be with injured Zoe, and Jane proved some good muscle for Inara. And uh, they blast off into space, leaving... Mal alone to try and do what he can. And one of the first things he's able to do, or after an indeterminate amount of time, is reach out to another ship to see if they can bring him the part that he needs to fix the engine. Now, was that ship there as a result of Walsh's or Mal's idea to boost the signal? Probably. Uh, and shows up. The captain of the other ship is concerned that it's an ambush. Mal tries to assure him, no, I'm here alone. They come, several of the crew members from this other ship come on board, and pretty early on, after they come on board, they shoot Mal in the stomach. They were the ambush. Yes, and so they're going to steal or take the Serenity, and Mal, I guess he had a gun on him, or did he I think there was one taped to a bulkhead. I don't know if he knew it was there. It might have been like a Jane surprise. But (laughs) I thought that was a fun little extra. But yeah, he got a gun. But that whole series and that scene involving that other captain really drove home to me just how dangerous these worlds are and just this world is. And obviously the Alliance is still out there and other creatures are out there. But you can be killed literally on a moment's notice by a passing ship and they wouldn't think twice about doing it because they didn't think twice about shooting him. No. They um, wanted the ship. They wanted the ship. And Mal was alive. But they do leave him with the one part he needs. And under, un, under you know, gun coercion. Some <laughs> but, duress. Know, they leave it. What's the... Some, yeah. Persuasion. Some That's duress. It. <laughs> duress, So, yes. 
even though he's shot, Mal manages to patch himself up, takes a shot of adrenaline in the heart, that running out of watch. air. I'm not a human person, and that was rough. <laughs> yes. And then manages to insert the part, get it going, get the engines going, and create the air. Now, here's the question I want to pose to you, which is the following. It made very clear to Mal's conversation and Mal's conversation with the crew that he sent off on the two shuttles that there was one big red button he could push and it would call them all back. And the final scene before he passed out was a picture of that red button and the next scene was them coming on the bridge to save him. Did he ever push the button or did they voluntarily return because they refused to leave him? I think they deliberately disobeyed orders and came back to check on and make sure he was all right. Because the first thing they do is apologize. Because I think Mel knows he didn't press the button. He was a little pissed. What are you guys doing here? And they're like, yep, sorry, I'll take responsibility. But yeah, no, they, they came back to save him. Because of course they did. They were just having a birthday party. <laughs> so here to me was, frankly, and it was a great episode. I really enjoyed it. Especially, I love the flashbacks and telling mm-hmm. the nonlineal story. But for me, the best was the very end scene. And the very end scene was the used rocket ship <laughs> salesman telling Mal, you'll love her forever. She'll never leave you. This is the one for you. And he is looks out and he sees the Serenity sitting out. And At the edge yes, of the yard. The edge of the yard. And that's it. He's taken. Oh. And the serenity is the one for him. And I absolutely love that scene. What about it did you like so much? One, he knew that was a ship for him. I don't know if the serenity was calling to him or not. Two, as a boy, just saying, that's it. I don't have to think. I know. Oh. And that part really spoke to me. Oh, Lovely. Yeah, that was so a good how episode. would you ass- a really good one? How would you assess this one? As I've said several times, it was very different than all the other episodes. Mm-hmm. Great to finally get some origin stories. Hopefully, get, we'll get some more, particularly around the book. But I really got a sense, also, as I said, of just how dangerous life is and how precious life is. I don't think it's and it's beyond being in a spaceship. It's anybody that cross paths with you could kill you just as soon mm-hmm. as look at you. Yeah, I think so. you're right, because they're really, it's part of this being in the sort of the outer rim of the explored universe. is a There's a nominal law, but you can't really depend on it to be there to get you out of a situation that you happen to be in, and other people are very dangerous. And not to mention the vastness of space ready to murder you without <laughs> thought. <laughs> One of our listeners left a comment that, uh, please remember, Tom, this is a Western. And so... <laughs> They reminded us of that in this episode. It was it was a very good episode, probably not as comedic as the episode about Jane. Nevertheless, I thought it was great in its own way. I agree. It was another fun one. It was just at this point in this year, I'm rewatching this for the nth time, but getting those little extra bits about where the characters came from, how they came aboard, and seeing the family that they become along the way, it just, it warms my heart, and I adore it. On that note, I am Tom Fox. And I'm Megan Doherty. See you next time. This is Tom Fox again. I hope you've enjoyed this initial episode of 
Firefly. And I hope you'll join Megan and I for the entire season of Firefly episodes. Yes, 14 episodes over the next seven weeks. Thanks again for listening. We look forward to visiting with you next time.